0: The Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast is sponsored in part by Holy Grail Clothing Company, an American lifestyle brand presented by the Regal Brand Incorporated. Discover high-quality handcrafted essentials from their collections for men, women, and children. Podcast subscribers can take 15% off their entire purchase with discount code That's HEARDTHAT15. That's heardthat one 5 when they shop the virtual retail store at HolyGrailClothingCompany.com. That's HolyGrailClothingCO.com. Holy Grail Clothing Company, wear your crown. I absolutely love doing volunteer service. I have met the most amazing people and some extraordinary kids as well. The cool thing that kids will always ask for when I am volunteering is books, if we have books available for them to take home because their passion and love for reading. There's an amazing author out there by the name of Trevor Romain who has such cool books for kids that are fun and awesome with simple stories that kids can relate to and parents as well. The Trevor and Romaine Company has a diverse collection of social and emotional learning resources to help children and their families become healthier, happier, and more confident. All heard that, listeners? If you go on trevorromaine.com today, you get an exclusive 15% off your complete order by using the code HEARDTHAT, HEARDTHAT15 at trevorromaine.com. Trevor Romaine, no E at the end of Romaine. Dot com today what's up heard that nation listening in the united states and around the world as well as those that are tuning in on youtube hit that subscribe button because you definitely are in for a treat today i'm your girl marisa Today we have on the show an amazing, amazing, incredible woman. And after we're done with this conversation, you're going to definitely want to follow her on social media, as well as TikTok, because during this pandemic, I, and I want to give her acknowledgement right now before I go into introducing her on TikTok, she has brought so much joy to me. I don't know about you or anybody that has seen her or follow her on her social media, but she is just a world of talent. I am so pleased to have Kim Hale here on the podcast. Kim is a public relations specialist who created her own career path, 10 years working in various facets of entertainment industry, ranging from talent agent to social media manager. She uh, was featured in as the pie lady in the Netflix holiday musical, Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square, which I found that very cute by the way. Shout out to Dolly and directed and choreographed by the Emmy Award and Golden Globe winner Debbie Allen. I can't wait to hear the stories you have on that. She has also been featured on Allen in multiple episodes of The Late Late Show with James Corden. She served as director and choreographer of the second annual NAOC Awards Dinner and Gala, which aired on NBC Sports Network and was a part of the creative team on the Special Olympics opening ceremonies directed by Grey's Anatomy executive producer Debbie Allen, which aired on ESPN. Kim has also served as assistant choreographer on Scandal, Diana Ross' special opening night at the Holiday Hollywood Bowl and recent release commercial for Easy Spirit. I can go on and on and on, but I am so excited to have her on here. Kim Hale, welcome to the Heard That podcast.
2: Thank you so much, Marissa. It's a joy to be here. Oh my gosh, just hearing some of those names, Diana Ross, Debbie Allen. I mean, you still pinch
0: your, Do you still pinch yourself of, of looking back and seeing who you have worked with and who you got to be under and side by side and just done so many
2: other things that you enjoy and love, such as, you know, choreography and dance? I mean, it's unbelievable. I can tell you just quickly, I was at the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, we came there with I uh, came with Miss Allen, and we got there. And Diana Ross was doing her Miss Ross was doing her own music settings, sound settings, came up and sang, um, reach out and touch live with like a huge orchestra, and I literally started sobbing. And I and Miss Allen was on the stage with me, and I said, "What is my life like? How did I get here? I did something." Right somewhere along the way, but to be with in the presence of two icons on that day. I mean, Diana Ross, I just, I was in awe. I couldn't believe it.
0: I love following your journey because you have been side by side with you. Like you said, you icons and you worked with some of the, the greatest people that I only imagine in my head. And that was the the one question I always wanted to ask you was how that journey was and just being side by side with them, but let's backtrack a little bit. How did you get involved in the wonderful world of choreography and dance?
2: Well, to be honest, I started dancing like everybody as a young kid and I was very passionate about it and, my mother would say I was very obsessed. I was always practicing in the kitchen. And she was always like, take it down a notch and just be a child, just be a young person. And you know, my path has not been linear by any stretch of the imagination. And I kind of veered off that path and went into sports to please my father. And I was successful at that. And when I went back to college, I started dancing again. So I had a lot of catching up to do and eventually moved to New York and was involved in a whole other arena of great people, the late Ann Ranking who gave me my first job in New York, who was amazing. Um, and a huge loss to the theater community huge. and the rest for her knowledge, firsthand knowledge of Bob Fosse's work. Um, and then went into teaching and other paths and it was the move to LA that really was on a whim, My both my parents were getting older, my mother was sick at the time, and I just needed to be a little closer, I had been away. And on a whim, I sent my resume via, you know, finding an email address on uh, the website for the Debbie Allen Dance Academy, and and that really was a second act. I would say at that time, I was already in my late, I was in my 40s at that time mm-hmm. and had a body of work but mostly as a performer. And she really brought me in as a teacher, to be honest. Mm
3: -hmm. And
2: from there over 10 years, things just kind of progressed very organically. And I got to see firsthand from her Mm -hmm. as somebody who started as a dancer, where life could take you and where that discipline could take you through her example of starting as a dancer and becoming a director and a choreographer and an executive producer. So I credit a lot to her as well as other people, but most recently to her for just opening my eyes to a world of possibilities. Mm -hmm. And with that, I will say, she just always let me try whatever I was interested in. Somebody asked me the other day, how did you get into PR? And I said, it really, I saw people doing it for her. And I just thought I could probably do better because Mm -hmm. I knew the story better. Better. And she let me um, take on the PR for um, Hot Chocolate Nutcracker, and that's how I started. That's so awesome!
0: Oh and my I gosh, that's so incredible! I
2: it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and so that kind of spawned that. So she always just, you know, let me try whatever. And I think that's something that she does with a lot of people. I'm just one of many stories that she just lets people explore things. That's See that that
0: that is so beautiful that she trusted you to not only with, you know, whatever responsibilities that you had, you know, working side by side with her, but you to completely evolve as a person, as someone is going into PR, um, that she fully gave you the acknowledgement, like, okay, Kim, it's your time. You know, I trust you with that. And I know that you have so many great stories of being there in the presence of Miss Allen. What is the one that uh, you would love to share that you to this day, it just, I wanna say, cause you, when you meet people, especially people that are more well-known in the celebrity world and everything, for me, it is that time where you take away something from them. They give you some kind of, you know, an aha moment, you know, a bing bing moment, or they, you know, they drop some gems and you're just, you know, they, you take them and you apply them to your everyday life and, and so forth. So with Miss Allen, what is it that she did for you, or she continues to do for you? Because um, I know that you've learned so much under her, her uh, toolage and her, her guidance and, and leadership. What is something that she did for you that you apply to yourself, Kim Hale, today um, in your everyday you know, PR, to your choreography, to everything that you do?
2: Well, the biggest thing I learned from her would be to pay attention.
3: And to find,
2: so there's two things, to pay attention and to find a way. Don't accept a no. Those are two things. So the pay attention comes, you have to understand that Miss Allen, during the fame, when she did Fame, the movie, they approached her about um, being in the TV series. And she said she would do it. This is what I've been told from her, that she would do it if she could do the choreography. And they Mm -hmm. weren't really worried about that. They said, oh, okay, you can do the choreography. And so from there, she basically paid attention when she was in the shots, when she was setting choreography to what the camera people were doing. And basically that's how she learned to direct. So that's something that I try to pass on to dancers and that I try to apply to myself as well is pay attention. When you're on set, you don't just need to be key keying on the side, Mm -hmm. watch what's going on, pay attention. How are they communicating to each other? How are they setting the lights? What's happening? And I I really tried to do that. I will say on Christmas on the square, I really tried to pay attention to what what she was doing. The second thing, what was the second thing I said? Oh, don't accept no. So the no piece, you uh, you have to understand Miss Allen has done so many amazing things, but not everything came instantaneously. Mm-hmm. And I think Amistad was a great example that she shares a lot with the kids of how long it took to get that project from inception to actually being produced and how many times she pitched it and that people saw her only as, you know, the young spunky dancer. And here she's coming with this very serious story and they're like can't you do a musical like not this epic piece so mm-hmm. i just watched her on so many times like just even raising money for her school in her project she's just out there and never you're like it's okay and she'll she doesn't take no for an answer trust is it me. is it because kim i don't mean to interrupt you is it because it took her you know the the,
0: the for
2: amistad which i think I can't remember the it, years how she said it many times. It's like 15 or 20 years, I think, to get that done. Wow. wow,
0: that long.
2: And to find somebody to attach Steven Spielberg obviously ended up being attached to it but it took it was a long process, I believe of shopping it, finding directors, you know really telling the story in an authentic yeah. way and that had um, you know that was rich in every way that she saw it so.
0: That's incredible that it took that long because what I was going to ask is is it possible because of the so many no's that she received? Because when you hear, you know, the great Debbie Allen, you think of dancing, think of musicals, you think of all her projects, and then here comes Amistad and everybody's like, Okay, Debbie Allen, a serious piece.
2: I guess today you would say it was off brand, if you will. Yeah. You know, as opposed to fame or, you know, those kinds that, that Haul- yeah, that's <laughs> what I that, yeah, that's I what thought. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Like Polly or something like that, you know, and now you're coming with this heavy piece, Mm -hmm. you know, that need a story that needed to be told. And so she has lots of projects like that, I'm sure up her sleeve, you know, that, that, but that piece of just not willing to, to uh, accept a no. And I think a lot of that just goes back Um, to her upbringing and to the challenges she faced as a young dancer, a young black dancer, not being able to train in schools because of the color of her skin and really, even with the Debbie Allen Dance Academy, trying to create a space for young people to explore their potential, not only as an artist, but as a citizen of the world. I'm really saying a lot of things. Wow. It just sounded like she just came right through me. I was, no. this is
0: beautiful. This is beautiful. Absolutely. This, this is great. This is what I wanted to know because when you're in the presence of somebody that's done this for a long time, you either learn something, learn some things from them, or you're just there just to be there. And especially following your dreams and your visions and your goals, you want to have something that you've learned from the person that has came before you that has done it for a very long time, and I know that you have received many gems and, and many you know many of conversations that you've had with her.
2: And I'll be honest there were you know looking back, I think there were times that I took it for granted, you know and mm-hmm. and you have to learn that lesson too you know like it becomes a norm and it's like no. Yeah. Sometimes you have to step back and realize and check yourself on like the opportunities that, you know, you've been given. I mean, I have yeah. a lot of amazing stories. I mean, one is going to the White House under the Obama administration. Oh, wow.
0: Oh, Share we that one.
2: To take, uh, at the time, I, I, I helped with her social media for a long time. I, I convinced her to get on Instagram, you know, there we were Twitter and this and so she asked me if I would you know, shoot some video and go and kind of help with that piece and watch over some kids. So they had a day of dance there for Black History Month. Uh, I think it was the last year of Obama's administration hosted by uh, Michelle Obama. And they brought some, I think it was five iconic choreographers to work with local uh, young people. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just an amazing day. Just the whole thing and the giving back. and. And it was Fatima Robinson and uh, I mean, just pillars and Judith Jameson and uh, uh, Virginia Johnson, who's part of dance theater, of Harlem. I'm like, how am I here? This is That's what I was going to so- ask
0: you too, when you're in <laughs> that space, when you've done.
2: People wh- are like, why is she here? How am I there? <laughs> yeah. No, well, that's I
0: don't- what I was going to ask you is, have you ever had people, someone encounter you and they see you and they're like going, okay, what's this woman doing over here? Who, no, people who is this lie. person? <laughs> or they're looking at, you know, their credentials or their, their sheets and going, Kim, Hill, who is she? You know, if you had somebody that either approached you in a in kind of a, in a shade type negative light, or, you know, how did you handle that situation if it did happen to you? Or
2: was everybody like, Kim, hey, welcome to the team. <laughs> You know, I think I I learned so much just I learned a lot in the process of all of these experiences. I didn't experience it a lot, though. People sometimes would be like, who is this? How did I end up there like? Here we are taking a picture, you know, with Michelle Obama, and and there I am on the end. It's like, how did she get in there? Right. You know, I definitely, that day, one thing that stands out for me is, you have to understand, Miss Allen, go, 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 go. And I'm like a person, I need a nap. I need to be easeful. If we're going Mm -hmm. to the airport, I need to get there an hour and a half or two hours early. And she was like, child, you need to put on what you're going to wear to the White House. We're going on the red eye. We're going straight there, and we're coming home the same day. And I was like, oh my god, I can't do this. You're
0: like, Lord, give me strength.
2: I I, I really <laughs> got like a firsthand glimpse of what it takes to do what she does. She had to get back to, I think, to Gray's Anatomy. And so to see a window, there have been a few people like that. Uh, Ann Ranking was another person that I got to experience, and another great artist, Betty Buckley, who won the Tony Award.
0: Oh, Betty Buckley, yes.
2: For um, cats, another Mm -hmm. person that there was a period in my life where I spent a lot of time with her during her run during Sunset Boulevard. And I was thinking the other day I got, it was another person that I got a glimpse into. This is what it takes, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I've been fortunate in that way. And I've been contemplating that a lot about why, you know, I've had a few really beautiful you know, life-changing experiences where I got to really see very high level. I think of like an athlete working at the top of their game mm-hmm. and it takes a lot. It takes it, a lot. It
0: does. And I'm so Unbelievable. well, I I'm impressed with your energy. And I think that you learned from the, the wonderful ladies that you've mentioned and I still look at Miss Allen and I'm like, there's no doggone way you're in your seventies. Cause her energy is just infectious. I mean, so she'll she put out a video boy. and she's dancing with dancers that are like two to three, to three decades younger than her. And she's keeping up with them step-by-step step, twirls jump. I mean, she dropped it and pick it back up and everything else. And I'm <laughs> like, I need to go to the gym. I need to go on a walk. This woman Pull is out. in her seventies and
2: just it's oh. full out and she'll do it in one take. I mean, she's she's something else, and she goes from morning till night. I think she gets up at like 4 a.m. She's very much a dancer's yeah. uh, mentality. She's the first to arrive at Grays, you know, she's she's that person. And so one thing we used to always laugh about is you never say you're tired around Ms. Allen. Don't say you're mm-hmm. tired, mm-hmm. you know, and she's a tough love person, yeah. She I, one of the famous things she always say. Shut up, Kim. I mean, in love with the loving <laughs> throat. <clears> throat> I, I, like a loving. I can I can imagine
0: that too. Shut yeah, up, I, Kim.
2: I'm like I have an idea. Shut up, Kim. <laughs> so, I always and she embraced that about me. I was like, well, I have an idea, and mm-hmm. she always was open to my crazy ideas. And and you know, we it's a great experience and a great. I, I, the other great story I do have to tell was we were doing like a recital run through because mm-hmm. you have to understand I wore many hats. So I was the head of marketing and social media. So I was responsible for the school social media and overseeing her social media. Then I also sometimes was a teacher
3: mm-hmm.
2: at the same time. And then I was a choreographer sometimes on pieces. I was in hot chocolate, like hot chocolate nutcracker. I was in the show and I ran the red carpet and then went straight on stage. So I ran a lot of I had a lot of hats let me pause for a
0: second water break (laughs) because these stories are good I mean I I, I I'm enjoying a
2: lot of different hats yeah and so we were doing a run through and I went to sit next to her because sometimes I would just be asking you know what does she have going on like what's happening for social media and she said Mm -hmm. oh do you want to help me with a project and this is literally how things happen okay well follow my car we're going I'm going to go to a rehearsal studio so you know just take your car and follow mine
3: mm-hmm.
2: and so we go and we walk into this studio and it's like a recording kind of studio place and open the door and there's like a choir rehearsing and she goes oh i'd like to you to meet miss ross i mean i was dying i mean it was oh not my like god her. how was that and like she's just there with her cell phone and and like hugs me and ki- gives me a kiss on the cheek and like inside you're like oh my god
0: Oh I know God. you're telling. I know you're telling yourself, "Don't fall apart. Don't fall on, apart. Don't fall apart." Like,
2: it's Diana Ross. This is legendary. It's a Motown. Chief with, you know, introduced Michael Jackson. It's this, and then the other side of me is like trying to be calm, cool, and collected. Like, yeah, it's nice to meet you. Blah blah blah. So that was, <clears throat> that's just a great example.
0: That is Sorry. so incredible. <laughs> I, I, I applaud you because inside, mm-hmm. I know you wanted to faint. I know, and me, I would. If that mm-hmm. would happen, I would have fainted like 25 times. And i'm like do you know who you are you were the supremes you were this you had this hit and everything else and love child and and someday we'll be together and blah 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 (laughs) your daughter's on my favorite show blackish
2: and ah i called my friend after i was like you will not believe what just happened i like i couldn't believe what was happening and then you know, get to see another person and how they put things together, you know, it mm-hmm. was like last minute, you know, and everybody rises to the occasion. So that's like a great story that's really indicative of like how she rolls, is all I can say is you gotta yeah. be ready. You gotta stay ready with her.
0: Yeah, stay ready instead of get ready. You gotta be ready and not get ready. That's 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 been my mantra forever. Oh, yeah. It's like you gotta be you gotta be already ready. Don't get ready, you gotta stay ready. Uh, that's a hundred percent. Tell me about working on Christmas on the Square with Dolly Parton, because uh, I saw the list of characters and I did end up watching the, the special and it's absolutely just brilliant. It it's absolutely beautiful, it's fun, it was joyous. I love Christmas any time of any, that's my favorite holiday. I could celebrate Christmas anytime. I listen to Christmas music all year long. Uh, anybody that's listening to this please don't judge me that's how I am (laughs) I mean the hallmark movies that come on Fridays they have their little Christmas movies I if I don't have anything going on I'm watching them even if I watch them 25 million times I don't care I'll watch them but how was it working on that special and with the cast and the the people that you met on set Jennifer
2: Lewis are you kidding me Jennifer Lewis I mean, look. Um, it was amazing, you know, it was something that came up in a meeting and she said, you know, I, I, I'd i like you to be part of it and I was one of the assistants um, on the project so I worked on it from the beginning here in LA when we were just piecing the choreography and it was just incredible to to see, you know, I'll just say like an OG, she know like could see the whole picture. Mm -hmm. Like when she laid it out, like this is the opening thing and these people are coming here and this is happening. And you're just like, and when we got there, I was like, oh my gosh, she really did, you know, a master at their craft. Right. So we did um, like a little workshop here in LA with a handful of people. And Jennifer Lewis came and in the workshop, I did the Christine Baranski role in in the little uh, workshop. I I did some of that. And uh, we had a little presentation and Dolly Parton came. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was so raw and so beautiful. And she's exactly what you think. Like that's how she looks. She comes full beat on, Mm -hmm. joyful. It's just so nice to see someone, it's just who she is. It's just, she's that loving you know, person. And she had written all the music. So these are, I mean, incredible. Jennifer Lewis singing her song, you know, the music
0: was outstanding
2: at the workshop and, and just so beautiful. And then to go to Atlanta, we did that in a month. Unbelievable. The whole thing was shot in a month. That was shot in a month. Maybe a little longer. They did a few scenes before we came uh, to Atlanta, but It was done in a month because everybody had other commitments. I mean, Christine Baranski is amazing as well. I I just love her. I was talking about her the other day, and she really stayed away from the cast kind of in character. You know, she never really talked. And then at the last day, she really opened up when the movie kind of comes together in the end. Mm -hmm. So it was sweet and just learned so much. And working with talent from Atlanta, and to watch something really come to fruition. And the gift being that I got to see it from like in a studio, just a vision to actually being on set and then, and watching it. So, you know, I'm blessed that, like these things happen to me And my, I'm, 50, I'm 53 now. And I'm those 12- that are not watching, she <laughs> looks absolutely not 53 12- years old. She 12- is absolutely stunning. I am 12 inside, but I'm 53. Mm-hmm. And so it's such, a, it's such a blessing to know that like there's possibilities. I, I always, you know, I never thought some of the best things have happened to me. I did Ellen on my 51st birthday. I did a lot of okay, things-
0: Okay, to- that, that that right there, <laughs> that was fun. I, I, I happened to be home that day from work and I saw you on there and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Kim. Oh my gosh, she's, she's dancing with Twitch. Oh my God, this is so much
2: fun. And like the audience was it, how was, how was that I experience? I auditioned for that. That's what's so funny. And I, you know, I worked as a talent agent too. I've done many, I always laugh. I've done many things. And the, my friend who owns the agency, we've known each other for a long time. And he called me and he's like, listen, I know you're going to say no, but I really want you to audition for this. And he knew from hot chocolate nutcracker that I, I could do some of the little like dances that the kids did. And mm-hmm. you know, people are trying to get me to do the up challenge right now. And I'm like, I don't know. I probably could do it, but I might be in bed for a week. <laughs> <laughs> they really pushed me. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. But um, so he said, can you do the whoa? I said, yes, of course. I know how to do the whoa. The kids, you know, I was around kids a lot right. then and I would have them show me stuff. So I had to do like a self-tape and, and all of that. And it, it they actually were probably looking someone more like I look like now. then. And, and um, it was great. It was funny. I had to send a couple of tapes and they really uh, had another vision in mind. But the guy said I was so crazy that they changed their vision for it. And it was my 51st birthday. And it was mm-hmm. just like another moment where you're like, how did this happen? I'm like, Ellen, like, really? It's just... Those little nuggets where things line up and that's kind of that's my wheelhouse is like the person that just will go crazy.
0: <laughs> you crushed it on the floss. Like you, you, you crushed it. I'm like, she did the floss remix, like the Kim Hale version. Like you, you did absolutely amazing. It was fun. I love <laughs> that. I'm like, I'm like yelling at my TV, I'm like, I know
2: her. I know her. <laughs> <laughs> and not expected. I don't think anybody expected to see that be pop up. And that's the fun of it. You know, and that's kind of the same fun I'm, I'm having with just making my little videos. It's like people don't expect it. that, And that's fun. So I think the lesson in it all is, you know, not placing limitations. Now I'm kind of enjoying this space of, um, you know, if you need somebody with white hair to dance in your project, I'm here for you. And if not, that's okay, too. I got other things going on. Right. So it's kind of a, a very, as I was telling you before, it's been very freeing to, uh, it feels authentic to be in this space right now. Mm-hmm. And actually it was Miss Allen who encouraged me because she saw me come to work with my roots out of this. <laughs> and I can my- hear her say like, child, let it go, honey. She said, you you could just do it. And I was like, I had always told people, my hairstylist that I want, I had been thinking about it, but I kind of always envisioned it longer. But, um, I said, I will not be a person who walks around with my roots out like that. I -hmm. I really had thought I was going to buzz it off or do something and like go to India Mm -hmm. backpack and have like, you know, buzzed off hair. And then, you know, as things happen, I went through the quarantine, it was okay, I survived. And then the day came when it cut off and it just felt, she was so close. And I said, can you just cut it all the way? She goes, it's going to be short. I said, it's okay. And I just felt like myself. Yeah. I don't have to run and go be worried about like getting hair dye or when I'm going to get my hair colored or when I'm going to do this. It just, it was a lesson in being authentic. And kind of owning that space of just this is who I am, because I'm not going to lie in my life, in my journey kind of came later with a lot of business things that I did. Mm -hmm. And um, when COVID hit, you know, it's kind of hard. I, I, I have experienced some ageism and other things. And in life, and as we do experience those things, those little young whippersnappers, they're out there killing it. And I'm here for them too, Mm -hmm. but it's been great. I've always kind of had to create my own path and, Mm -hmm. and I'm still learning to just embrace that, that. That's for me, that seems to be the way it goes. It's finding and carving your own way that I don't don't fit into a box. You
0: I, think you've, I think you've done that brilliantly because that's what's gonna segue into and in asking you, you know, we're all, pretty much a year into this pandemic. We've seen the unfortunate cases of COVID just rise crazy. You're out there in LA, I'm here in Texas. I mean, every time that I've turned on the news, Either one of the states that we live in or both at the same time is in a negative light. The case is increasing. This is shut down. The whole state shut down everything else. And during this time, people had, mental health has been challenging for many people. Uh, You know, we've seen cases where families have split up, couples have split up. Uh, people have taken the unfortunate route of taking their own lives and everything else. And so th- mental health has been in the forefront um, as of late. And on my platform, I have talked about it because I've had people reach out to me on an episode that I did. And I've had experts on there and talking about you know mental health and when is it okay to admit that you're not okay. Going through this year and everything's shutting down and you're not traveling as much. And, you know, you had just talked about doing your TikTok videos and doing these dances, which I I said that <laughs> even if I've had a horrible day or a moment, I'll see you pop up on social and you'll do a dance and it's like 10, 15 seconds. And it's like, I'm just laughing or you're like, somehow you, you radiate joy from what you're doing. So from that, from the year that, it, it was absolutely crazy to now, Kim, what have you done to like evolve yourself and, you know, kind of make this new normal, so to speak into something that you could turn a negative into a positive and make it like, kind of like Kim
2: Hale 2.0. Well, I had a lot of lessons in it. I um, I live by myself. So the first thing that happened was um, that here I am on lockdown, and I'm alone. And I, I say to a lot of people, there's a couple different experiences that were happening for people. And one was, you're stuck with your partner on, in lockdown. So those people had that experience. Mm-hmm. There's families that were stuck on lockdown together I you to, stuck but they, they had to be together Yeah. and then there's people who live by themselves and that was a whole other journey of really you know being with yourself so I, I started out with just really a lot of uh just taking care of myself and and really you know listen I won't lie I was a person who went out to eat a lot I did a lot of things now I have to cook I have to like really simplify. And so that was the biggest gift for me was learning to simplify. And then about maybe four or five months in, I had a diagnosis with skin cancer. So I had to have full surgery on my face, which was like a whole nother. So basically I was cut like from here to here, my forehead, my nose, like I was in full bandages and going through that alone. So I was tested in every way. And here you are like, you know, everything on the outside just kind of crumbling apart. And so really learning to go within was the biggest piece for me and knowing that nobody's going to save you, honey. There's nobody out here going to save you. You got to save
3: yourself. I had to
2: put the mask on myself. Mm -hmm. And that, that was a big piece. And, and that was one of the hardest things I've ever gone through. And then from that, I decided that I wanted to explore LA. Things were kind of opening up. So I started taking these day trips and adventures. Now, the great thing about all the surgery I went through is guess what? I got to heal behind a mask. So it was amazing. So I started visiting uh, Botanic Gardens and I have a whole other Instagram page. that's just dedicated to these adventures I just started and going to uh, taking hikes and I spent a lot of time in nature and trust me, I wasn't somebody who was like, Oh, I'm a nature person, Mm -hmm. but going to these sculpture gardens and spending a lot of time outside. So luckily I always say I'm kind of a loner type with extrovert qualities. Mm. So I'm not afraid to be alone. And so Mm -hmm. I like to think that during COVID the loners kind of won in one respect because it didn't throw us off, but for right. people who are really extroverts, I really felt for them because if you really need to be around a lot of people, it was really a hard, hard time. I'm okay to throw the headphones on and bring my tripod and like go create some joy mm-hmm. for myself. And, and, and that's a big piece too. I, I think of like, I think I seek joy and, and I really, it's a practice for me. So TikTok became part of it. That came on a whim, going to these, visiting, you know, learning about your city. I lived in New York for 15 years and I never walked across the Brooklyn Bridge. And that's a crime. Mm -hmm. So really trying to take, I've been to a lot of places in LA, whether it's the donut place with the, that's like a classic landmark or, or um, botanic gardens, a lot of murals, things like that. So that's kind of how I took care of myself, just. I was really kind of by myself. Yeah. My brother lives here. He has a family. They live kind of not too far from me. I did see him once or maybe every couple of weeks or once a week, but most of the time I was by myself. So it definitely, I'm emerging knowing that I have a lot more strength within than I thought. And I think a lot of people feel that way. Oh, that's fantastic. That's awesome. I, I love that.
0: And you're one of very few stories that I've heard that, that you live by yourself, but there was things that you were able to discover, things that you were able to see, and that you were, you know, you, things that you found joy in. Because many of the stories that I hear, I, I thought either they're, they're, you know, single people or people that live alone or you know together and everything else, I don't hear a lot of finding joy in things because we have so much chaos going on around us, on the news and everything else. And ladies and gentlemen, I say this right now, there's times where you just need to shut the news off, shut the chaos off and sit in the stillness of quiet because that's where the clarity comes.
2: It does, it really does. I mean, I think too, every city has its own way of being as well. LA is a little different Mm -hmm. I don't think it was as strict as my friend lives in Paris and he tells me like you had to get permission to like come out of your building and go to the grocery store. It wasn't like that here, you know, it was closed, but they weren't monitoring like that. As long as you had a mask on, you could go to some, a lot of outdoor spaces. Mm -hmm. A A lot of the time, even the beach was open, they closed it for a while. So those kinds of outdoor activities for me and listen, don't get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. I definitely had some bad days in there and there were, I just want to be really clear about that. And I, I think just through time I've learned, like I had a setback the other week, a disappointment. We all have them. And I definitely got in the ugly cry for a minute and I gave myself permission and you learn as a practice. I was like, okay, you can do that. Mm -hmm. You can do that. But now you got to get back to it. And we've had that moment. And so kind of bouncing back quicker than maybe I did when I was younger, where that could turn into like a week. Right. You know? <laughs> it's like, now, now we're into like a week long, you know, drama fest. It's like, okay, ouch, that hurt. That yeah. wasn't the turn. I, you know, you tried to do something and it doesn't work out. It's like, okay, I guess now I have a permission slip to go another direction, mm-hmm. you know, and weathering that a little bit more easeful. Now with
0: your, your skin cancer and everything, you're a hundred percent better
2: medically cleared and you know, it healed up pretty well. I have some like things that I deal with, with some nerve damage and things that I, that I'm addressing, but you know, overall knock on wood, I am good. And I was glad, you know, it was one of those cases where I had been to a skin, another skin doctor about, it was something on my face, uh that i had had for a long time and nobody i had been to a doctor 3 weeks ago and nobody caught it and i went for oh, wow. i had hit my head going into a hotel room i banged my head this was like a month or two before covid and i noticed in a picture on instagram this bump on my head so i went for one thing but it ended up that i had other issues so that was you know i was lucky like that and wow uh, you know just especially like ugh, just the cutting of your face and, mm-hmm. you know, when you when you do that and that also just really forced me to go inside and say okay I'm not this yeah and that's a big one like I still wrestle with that my brother's like I'm like my you know I have situations going on. you can't tell I got one nostril bigger I got things going off from my surgery right. <laughs> I got my, it was funny. I was, you know, they do it all awake. And the guy said <laughs> that, you know, they cut you open and then they say, okay, we're going to talk to you now about how we sew you back together. And you're like in the chair, you're not out, you're awake. You're right.
0: Not. Wow. And
2: he's like, well, if I sew it this way, your lips, I said, I cannot have like a resting bee face, like where I just look like I'm totally mad at everybody. So, right. okay, so try to do it this way. And then, you know, so it it, it was a Ugh, it was a process. And, you know, I, I think just learning and reminding myself every day, I am not this body.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm not this body. I'm so much more than this little costume that I'm wearing.
0: Right. I think with yeah. you, Kim, and people see that follow you on IG and Twitter and Facebook and, and so forth that, and they follow your journey, that's a big common factor that comes out of you is joy. And- I mean, that the, the, I mean, it, it does. And my takeaway when I see the TikTok videos, when I see you work on various projects, I see that you put your joy into it. It's not your work. You don't see it as work. I see it as joy when you're there directing in the Hot Chocolate Nutcracker to doing the Christmas on, on the square to the TikTok videos, everything else. The common link to everything you do is joy. And what I want to ask you uh, in closing is this, you got many people that, uh, because you know, Broadway has closed down and um, acting and so forth, and we're starting to slowly see it come back to you know, opening up and everything else. That person that has that passion for dance, that has a passion for theater and so forth, and they've been hit with the same circumstances as everybody else that is on the verge of giving up or that they're dealing with um, their you know, their mental health and they're going through a mental health crisis and those that you know have that such that talent and then you know everything just stopped um, and as they call it I guess in acting a second act uh, you know of, of going back out there and trying again or those that want to pursue it what advice would you give somebody to okay it's time to you know Dust off the the negative, shake off the negative, and let's, you know, what do you, what what advice would you give somebody that should make it a second act for them to get back out there and uh, pursue their passions and dreams on Broadway in acting and dance?
2: I think you have to love the journey and the process and you have to find the love of it. And sometimes that means creating your own content, um, taking a class, uh, watching other talent on YouTube, there's so many resources. For me, training has just been a really big piece. I've been taking mm-hmm. an acting class now with Betty Buckley online, a Zoom class that I would never have been able to take if it wasn't for COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, creating stuff. So I think you, ha- I had to fall back in love with the 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 process and the art of it all. And the other stuff is is the extra. The icing on the cake, mm-hmm. but you, that you really have to fall in love. Maybe you fell out of love for a second. I have many times that you have to find a way to fall back in love. And to be honest, the TikTok videos are what really helped me to fall back in love with creating and dancing again, because I kind of lost it for a minute. And it's like, that really helped me connect back to the joy that I felt as a young per, younger person as a kid, I just tried to think like, wow, I just didn't have all these things happening. I just did it because I love it. So Mm -hmm. I think the biggest advice is to keep training and to keep expanding your skill set and to keep growing. There's always something to learn and don't put limitations on what's possible. If I can be on Ellen doing the whoa at 50, it's like (laughs) it's all possible. (laughs) Anything is possible.
0: There you go. Absolutely.
2: (laughs) Dream big, dream big.
0: I, I, I love that advice. And I've learned so much from you today. And like I said, you just radiate joy. And I, and I hope that you, one, realize that, and two, that you continue to do that. Um, because it's a lesson for all of us that is coming out of this craziness that we don't put joy and gratitude in the back burner, that this is Pretty much those that are here and are still here, this is a second chance to not go back to the old,
3: mm-hmm. but
0: to pick up the new and do something with it and do it better than the old that was.
2: I love that. I love that. It is, it's like a reimagining. It's a reimagining. And, and two, you know, gratitude is a big piece. Of everything, and sometimes we get disconnected from it and we forget, and it's okay, you can pick it up again. And mm-hmm. I think we'll never take for granted again going to a Broadway show, going
0: yes,
2: to a movie, going to a movie, um, with and sitting in the dark with your popcorn, you'll never take that for granted again, or being able to get on a plane and go somewhere, just not even having to wear a mask. So I think, and I just want to say for me. The biggest thing is sometimes you just have to find it within yourself. We look so much to the outside, to the external world for happiness and joy, and it's already inside of ourselves. And that's taken me a long time to realize that it's already within me. And sometimes it's just taking a little step in doing something that maybe I'm resistant to that mm-hmm. will bring that up. And you know, that's, I just always say to myself, nobody's going to save you. You have to save yourself. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that,
0: Absolutely. You know, yeah.
2: Looking for other people. It's like, no girl, you got to save yourself, save yourself. And then you can help somebody else and reach back the way people have reached back to me.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Oh my gosh.
2: Thank you so much this, for this conversation. It's so, I love you. It's fine. A lot of joy. And I just love, uh, your this whole experience has been so beautiful. And so thank you, you know, joyful, like we've talked a million times. And when this is our first time really talking. So yes, I appreciate it. And it's fun to, I just love sharing, you know, my story and my journey. And I think we learn so much from hearing from one another, because you mm-hmm. never know what people are going through what people, how they got to where they are, what their experiences have been. So it's always wonderful to share that.
0: I think it's time for you to uh, probably this year or next year a book, perhaps. I'm just saying. Oh, I don't know, baby. Title You'll see it. There's a lot more stories. You can, t- ready for you can title <laughs> it "Joy in the Woe" by Kim Hale. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's a lot of stories, and there's you know, it's been a up and down. Like I said, my path has not been linear. That you can wait for the book for the rest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Where can the listeners uh, follow you on social media?
2: You can follow me at Miss MS Kim Hale, H A L E. You can follow me on Instagram, and it's the same handle for TikTok. And you can also follow me, Kim Hale PR, on Instagram and uh, as well. So
0: follow so her I, on TikTok, y'all. She is. My gosh. A,
2: please.
0: Follow her on TikTok. She's absolutely amazing. She'll bring <laughs> joy into your spirit and a smile on your That's face. That's all
2: I want to do is just spread some joy and represent, you know that we at over 50 you're still here and we're still alive. Don't count us out yet. I know that's right. Kim Hale, <laughs> thank you so much for coming thank on you the podcast. So much. It's been a joy. I'm grateful. Thank you.
0: You're very welcome. Thank you listeners and those that watch, hit the subscribe and share button and follow Kim Hale on her journey. She's got a lot of more stories to tell and a lot of more TikTok dances in her. And as I always end the show, always 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 take care, stay safe. Be in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at HeardThatWithMarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at marisa tigney podcast, on Twitter at LovelyMarisaT, marisa t, as well as Facebook on a social media page. Heard that with Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support.
1: That, Everything that, she that, says is truth. That, if you don't know now, you know all you ever gotta say is. Look, all you ever gotta say that. is. That.